Hey, you talking to my girl? Oh, shit. Here we go. Well, she was just a mine. My rod. <laughs> my grandma's Buick could smoke that piece of shit trailer trash. <laughs> what about your daddy's Viper? This beast's got 500 horsepower and a boiler exhaust system. It does 0 to 60 in like 4.3 seconds. That's about right. That's about, That's about right. Yeah. Wow. You can read the brochure. <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 177 of Do You Expect Us to Talk? I'm your host, Becca, and as always, joined by my fellow co-drivers, Chris and Dave. How are you both? Good evening, folks. I just want to sort of like pitch that thing in Austin Powers where it just sort of has to, uh, it transitions into a different place. So you have the. Yeah. I like the fact this is a bit like Hello, Hello. They're all talking English to each other. Good morning. It's just, it's just an offensive accent away. Yes. Well, there we are. I've got all these lovely names that I can mangle now. Away you go then. So what are we covering tonight? Yeah, so amazingly enough, we are trying to review Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Starring nobody from the previous movies. <laughs> apart That's from... literally true this time, I think. Literally it's... nobody. Obviously get... one character we'll see many that's times a, again. But that's a cameo, isn't it? One of the Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. But the, the, the returning character is an uncredited cameo at the end. So you are right to say there's no carried over stars here no well potentially two but apart from that but yeah anyway apart from the uh, cameo by vin diesel starring sonny chiba i know i completely forgot he was in this film so did i oh sorry Bow wow. do you remember when he was little Bow wow you know your yeah. old one yeah well he was kind of intermediate Bow wow at this stage <laughs> he was about 19 yeah yeah i think Mid- he, he dropped a little part, didn't midland Bow wow midland Bow wow <laughs> yeah so, oh, well, Finn, we call him. so was he just Bow Wow at this point, or was he? Yeah, I think he, so. He, he was I think he was Bow Wow. Bow Wow was his kid's name, wasn't it? Or his mm. name as a kid. I mean. Yeah. I think because when he bought his album out, wasn't he like 13, 14? And he was little Bow Wow, but. Yeah, this is like. And he kind of matured after. and became Bow Wow. Yeah, and he is credited as Bow Wow here. Yeah. So, yeah, at least he went with a sensible name. <laughs> I wonder why he looked familiar. I was like, oh, I recognise him. Oh, my gosh. Imagine if this was a British film. He, he would be have to be called like Woof Woof. <laughs> doggo, pupper. <laughs> dogging. <laughs> I said doggo, not dogging. I thought you said dogging. So. No, no, no. Right. Anyway. So carry on. Who's in, this ca- who's in this apart from like Bow Wow? Bow Wow. Yeah, also starring Sun Kang, Lucas Black, Zachary Ty Bryan, Natalie Kelly, Leonardo Nam, Jason Tobin. We'll see him later on in Fast Nine. Brian T and Keiko Kitagawa, who I know from Sailor um yeah, Sailor Moon. And I mentioned this on our chat thread off air. Satoshi Soma as exceedingly handsome guy. Now I want to know, does he make exceedingly good cakes? Nope, as exceedingly handsome. That's his name. The, he doesn't have the a word exceedingly. Name. exceedingly. And I don't even know the film. I don't know if there, I, at no point was I watching this film. I thought, fuck me, he's handsome. That must be... Satoshi <laughs> 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 Soma <laughs> I mean, I know I'm not in particular, particularly into men, but I can spot somebody who's meant to be above average handsomeness. 
the, the thing is, though, I think, like, you know, in the, in regards to this film, like, I've never been to Japan, so I don't know if this is the case, but you seem sort of great, like, handsomest in, in terms of, like, how fancy your haircut is. So, yeah, so if you've got like a really, that. like, sort of flashlight-looking, like, spiked-up mullet, then then you're really, really, like, you know... So Chris, yeah. Chris Tucker from The Fifth Element just would have been jumped immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. amazing haircut. With his big hair paste, penis based hair or hair based penis. We've had this conversation. I don't know which is the correct term for it. There's a spoonerism. Yeah. Um, I didn't so, yeah. see this. I didn't see this film till 2013. As I said before, I was going through the box set. I got to this one. Felt like a direct DVD film. Uh, we start in another city again. It kind of is, really. Um, yeah, it is really, yeah, um, it is and it is, and it and it is the lowest grossing of the series. Well, it's got no star power in it at this stage. No. Um, I say at this stage because whether some of the hardcore fans of the series would turn up for Han now, you know what I mean. Mm. Um, but not at this stage because it's his. What do you think gives it three stars? I don't know how. I don't know why we'll I'm looking at him, it. but never mind. I don't know why you keep going back to Roger Ebert, but I mean, this world... I just like, like his reviews, but he gives it... Yeah, and I like Roger Ebert, to be fair, but I mean, he, he does have some... If you write thousands of reviews, you're going to have... Well, not it's only is everybody... Not, not everybody... Not not only has everybody got a different opinion anyway, and those opinions are often equally valid, uh, but even if even if some a critic's taste roughly jibed with mine once upon a, you know if you write thousands of reviews you are going to write the odd massive outlier um but there you go no so that that, that the, my history with the film as we two is very very light i saw it seven years ago in a run of films it didn't stand out what about you guys yeah i don't think i saw this i don't remember seeing it at the cinema um and i've probably never seen it up until now i don't think but no memory so, well, and yeah, that, like last that, week, that it's a film. Volumes. Yeah, like last week, it is a film. Well, yeah, because you might be tricked into thinking you've seen it because of what happens to Han. We get that in flashbacks in other films. We do, and then, yeah, he pops up in the next few films, doesn't he? And then we'll see him again when Fast Nine is well, eventually with it. We will. To anyone listening along with us, we'll explain all that as we go through. Because I don't think it's a spoiler. As soon as no. you know, within within the first scene of like the next film, you'll see him. So watching this assuming you're listening to this having seen the film or at least read a plot synopsis we're quite happy to just spill that spoiler alert he dies in this film but he then appears in about the next three um but it's the same character even, isn't it it's pretty much it's the, it's the same character same person. uh but we'll come on to to why all that is in a minute um or in a bit anyway um chris did you watch this at the time or a few years after or what no i had uh no interest in this because uh, obviously I didn't watch the first, sorry the second one I had no interest then this because just I mean I'm not sure this even had a theatrical release over here it just you know I think it might have gone straight to DVD I'm not entirely sure but um, I don't know because I but, wasn't interested it, yeah but it was definitely that kind of vibe anyway I mean like when you have like a sequel with none of the no, none of the Rico and cast just... we've used the <clears throat> we've used the example of the You've used the example of the American Pie director mm. TVD uh, films before. And obviously they're very different films. So there'll be people listening to this who smile at that as an idea. But you bang on in terms of its relationship to the main series. It's in the same continuity. But 
it's all cheaper actors in a different location, mm. but you've got a cameo from one of the people from the main series, just as Stifler's dad turned up. Oh, not Stifler's dad. Mm. What's he called? Thingy's dad. Oh, Jim's dad. Jim's dad. Sorry. Yeah, Jim's dad, yeah. Jim's dad turns up in all of those films. I've not seen any of them, but you just look at them and go, I don't want to watch that. I often refer to when they really re- uh, replace the main two in like, the Dukes of Hazard for a season. Mm. Um, it's it's a bit like that. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. But I have heard people say, oh, that's the best one. I've, I've heard people say that as late as like the fifth film that Tokyo really? Drift was the best of the series. Yeah. And I don't see it. I kind of heard the opposite. <laughs> like a, uh, a friend of mine I'll is like really, both. really into these films, and he's and he's pretty sure that this is the worst one. But again, that's just his. That's you know, that's his opinion. Yeah. He's welcome I, to it. I, I will say this: it's probably a bit more like, uh, well, you know, take credit to Justin Lin, but it doesn't. It, I mean, it isn't like bad. It's not like oh my god, this is just unwatchable. It feels very com- competently done, and then there's a. And one of the things, one of the things that sort of struck out at me, because you know, you know, compares to like the second film where we see every single race. Uh, well, at the midway point, we see like a, a race between uh, him, like the main guy, Sean, I think it is, and the we want to say the 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 antagonist, sec- annoying second hand, right? There's a race between the them. Yeah. In one terms, the henchman. Yeah. Right. Now, in most films, and I think in like the if you, if you're going by the previous fast films, we would see that race out way out flat. But it 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 kind of doesn't bother. It kind of blends it in with a montage. So yeah, and it, it kind of I, I think it kind of understands what's important. It actually sort of um, it does try and follow character and storytelling rather than just sort of like, oh well here's another action sequence here's another action sequence. It kind of like it knows what's important. It, it knows like that guy's annoying, we're not really interested about who wins that race because we know Sean, the main character, is probably going to win that race anyway. All we're bothered about is just seeing him win and seeing the the, the annoying henchman guy throw a hissy fit over it. And it just gives us that because that tells us everything we need to know and we don't really need to see the race. We see see him getting better and it ends with him doing that and that that's enough, you know, until we get to, like, the main one at the end. And it I think feels much more like a a film it feels like a film where you... <laughs> there you are. feels like a film all right feels like a film good night folks no it feels like a film where you've got like a, a less accomplished cast and but apart from that the main difference is it's just a subject that maybe me and chris for example aren't that interested in but if you were really into this as a concept and everything you'd probably be enjoying it because it's quite well made yeah I think I think one of the, the stronger things is though it hasn't got hasn't got really much to prove, so it just kind of there's a bit of a well we don't have to be too flashy because we just get on with it, and and I think I think that's to its credit. Mm. That that adds to the feel of um, that adds to the feel of of it being a bit direct to DVD, but mm. not from a quality perspective, more from like. Direct to DVD films, if they even exist anymore in that in that regard, they're not um, they're not normally as flashy because you're not marketing them in the same way. Yeah. So you know the the second film would have played very heavily on the return of Paul Walker and a couple of big music stars and all the rest of it, and the plot of that film didn't matter. It felt very much like a 
just we we need to make another Fast and Furious film because first one did all right. Um, I I think this is better than what we got last week, and and certainly there were bits last week I was laughing at, like the eyes, the close-ups yeah, on the silly. eyes and stuff. There's none of that in this. It's no way near as flashy. There's bits I laugh at, but that's more to do with the iconography of a this era and b this like world. Because yeah. I'm, I'm I'm frequently in the three films we've had to date, it gets less so when T- Toretto comes back because he's got slightly classier tastes anyway. But every time they they're introduced to like their new car and virtually masturbate themselves silly. Every, in all of the first three films, I've looked at them and gone, that looks tacky as fuck. Because they've got these garish, horrible colours and ugly spoilers. And and I just think, like, you, you have to have a certain mindset about this world to be into that stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, Bauer, this time around, he's got the... Well, not this time around, but he's got the Hulk car, hasn't he? He's got the amazing bright green It looks Hulk horrible. Car. It looks real shit, but like, if you were in in and of this world, that's kind of what these cars look like. So fair enough. I don't know. No, this is it. I mean, I I kind of thought this film. I, I, Chris, you've got a very good point. This this film is very kind of perfunctory. I mean, it's, it's done. You know, Justin Lin is a very accomplished director. Um, it kind of seems to me aesthetically, it seems like less flashy. I kind of thought, oh, being set, you know, in, in Tokyo. Um, where you know they are known for i'm gonna look it up because i i don't want to pronounce it wrong say it's the wrong thing but they they do have a, a culture of um of customizing their cars and especially like japanese car like muscle cars um are really popular as well um and they also yeah have a customer of like customizing like cars um like trucks and vans um is quite a big popular thing as well i'm so touched but i don't think that's right so i'll just quickly look it up i would have if you'd said to me um there's a Fast and Furious film. Let's imagine I'd seen the first two, which obviously I hadn't at the point when this was released. And if you said there's going to be a Fast and Furious film, I would have expected it to be almost a bit more garish being in Tokyo because it's very heavily populated. It's very big and it, there's a lot of light, a lot of neon and stuff. Yeah, that's certainly the image that we the have thing, of the West. If the, the, the Actually, what I got from this film was almost a stripping out of a lot of the culture. Having not been to Tokyo, yeah. I don't know how accurate that is. But if it wasn't the f- for the fact that many of the supporting cast are Asian, this could just be another American city. No, this is. I wonder, like, how much of it was filmed in in Tokyo or other parts of Japan, or indeed, you know, in in America. No, I was you right. Yeah, it's, it's you actually... didn't feel like you were getting a glimpse of Japan, did you? No, I think to be honest, it's more about the underworld, really, isn't it? I mean, you kind of get a glimpse of of Japan through like the narrow streets, um, like the old pubs, and especially you go, they go past a few like pachinko parlors, which is probably like the national pastime, apart from horse racing. Um, but um, I mean, it's one of those things I've always wanted to go there, and I, I mean, I'm not an expert, but I just I'm quite interested in the culture and and things. I like that. I know nothing of this world, Becca. I'm I'm very no, very. Um uneducated on on the far east in general but but yeah japan, japan particularly watch a lot of anime read a lot of manga there we are that's the way in um but yeah so yeah they do have i just looked up, um, yeah, yeah. yeah the tentacle <laughs> i just said sorry because i actually posted something to our group there that i meant to post to a different group but it doesn't matter um oh. yeah no it it's um yeah but i mean apart, it's not really a complaint it's just I mean, really, the only thing that distinguishes this world from, like, the United States is, like, drifting. Drifting's a thing when they get there. Yeah, that's yeah. hence Tokyo Drift, definitely. 
But yeah, I kind of thought it was going to be more flashy. Um, but I think because it's more about the um, like the underworld. Um, obviously, Sadichiba is you know head of the yakuza. Um, mm. So I get a sense more. It's more kind of like grimy about the underworld and how like drifting is not not illegal, um, but it's very much like a subculture. Um, and again, it's something that literally happens underground in a car park. And I think that's kind of why it's it's all about you know the average people. You know, that's all like the working class, if that makes sense. Um, rather than being kind of really bright, flashy, you know. If you, I think there was one, there was a, um, a, a Cars short film <laughs> that, that is set in Japan. And obviously that's kind of very flashy, lots of bright neon lights, um, lots of stereotypical Asian black characters. Um, but here, obviously you can't really compare the two, but here it's completely, it's the opposite. It's, it's literally kind of about the street um, and very paired back in that respect. But yeah, sorry, Chris, can you carry on? I was just going to say, it sort of like adds more of a fish out of water element to it. I mean, the um, the idea of like drifting is like is introducing a different style because you're in a different location where things are a lot more like boxed in. So it's a different style of of uh, of doing things. So it introduces you to a completely different world, um, which gives you like different flavour. That's, that's probably why it feels a bit more like. Uh, as straight to TV because it feels very much more of a spin-off. Hence, yeah. we have no no characters, completely different start, completely different but location. There is an int- there's a, I can see that there's some. I'm trying not to damn it with faint praise or patronise it, and that's that's difficult in some respects. But take this, you know, as as genuine as I'm saying it. There's at least some sort of intrigue for the fact that like he gets there, and your skills mean shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a bit like. Men in Black, he's, he can be the most accomplished guy in the world, but when you join Men in Black, those skills don't actually mean anything. All they mean is you've probably got the ability to learn this other skill set. And it's the same with driving. He's a brilliant driver, but actually to, to win there, he needs to be able to do this thing that he was never taught in the United States. But it also adds a little bit of element because it's... Um, because we introduced him he's very reckless so even like you know even as a driver he's actually not probably that good because he's very haphazard it's more that he's got it's more that yeah it's more that he's got big balls than anything else yeah so but like this new way kind of like teaches him to be more disciplined in a way so it kind of it it helps towards that character it helps towards uh, you know from from the character standpoint it's it, it makes sense so in general terms, what do we think of this like lead character? Because we do see him again in a future week, briefly. Um, I won't spoil it at the moment because I'm not sure if Becca has seen that film. But he turns up again, kind of in the events of this film, but actually about eight or nine years older. Um, I probably have seen it a while ago, but I haven't seen it recently. He does look older, but he's, he looks he definitely looks like a much older man. But he also looks the same in a bizarre kind of way. The thing I likened it to off air when we were talking was um, Rosamund Pike. Rosamund Pike looks exactly the same as she did in Dying She still the day. looks the same but, as, she, did, as but, she was 19. But she doesn't look 23 either. She was 23 in that film and she's 41 now. She looks no. 41, but she looks the same. It, it's it's that really subtle age. She's got really good genes, I think, is what it is. Yeah, but what I'm saying is she doesn't look complexion. as she did in that film. She doesn't. But she still looks the same kind of, and Lucas Black's a bit like that. But he, he, hasn't he changed doesn't that much. He doesn't become a thing in this series. He's just the lead in this one. What did we make of of him, actor and character? I don't think I've seen him before. Uh, I don't think I ever saw him again, apart from when he. No, I, I'm I'm sad to say I'm not familiar with his work. 
I'm looking him up now he, to see if I've seen him in anything. He's mostly recognisable actually as a, as, a, as a child actor because he was in he was in a TV show called American Gothic. I don't know if anyone remembers that. Oh I've heard gosh, of that okay. came out while I was at university because I remember oh, I went off to watch something one night oh. and someone else I was with said, oh, no, "I'm off. I'm off. American Gothic starts tonight," and they went to watch that instead. Um, Gary, oh, cool. yeah, Gary Cole was in it. Midnight Caller. Yeah, yeah. I remember it. But mm-hmm. I never watched it though. I just remember it starting. I remember. I I remember it being on when I was at, and then it's just one of those things that it was. It looked like a cool TV show, and I've seen a few episodes, not all of them. But um... there's a lot of hype around it, but it only ran for one series. So whatever hype there was around it fizzled out fairly quickly. Yeah, and now he does NCIS apparently, which I've not seen. There wasn't I've seen lot... bits of it, but not the way through. Sorry, Becca, what? No, he's in NCIS apparently. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen. I've never seen that. There's a few things I'm looking at on the list that I've seen, but like he either didn't stick out, or I don't remember him, or whatever. Like I've definitely seen Sling Blade. It's a good film. I've definitely seen Cold Mountain. I think I've seen all the Pretty Horses, although I wouldn't um, swear to it. Um, and as I go down through the list, there's things on there I've seen. Not not massive amounts, but. I, I do want to see 42 because that's Chadwick Boseman. That's um, Jackie Robinson. But um, yeah, he's he's. I, I, I've seen some episodes of CSI Miami, but I don't recall him from anything else. No, I mean, he, I say you mostly recognisable as a as a child actor because you, you see him. Go, oh yeah, he's that kid. I mean, he was in the X Files movie as well. Never seen um, it. Oh, okay. I think I might have seen that when it came out. But he, he was like the kid who, who comes to contact with aliens at the beginning. Um, but yeah, he, 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 again, you kind of like see him as a kid. You know, he looks kind of the similar. Um, but as a as a you know an adult actor, he doesn't have a lot of charisma. Uh, that's he's a you know he, he he's fine, but I don't know. There's just something just not quite there with him. I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's just whether it's his look. He just looks a bit too plain, or whether he's his 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 tone is just comes across as just a bit too. I don't know. I find him quite level actually for like yeah. a, for for quite an angry kid, you know, quite a troubled uh, kid who is easily goaded into doing stupid things and stuff. He, he's actually playing one mood through much of the film. There's only the bit where that girl turns up after she leaves the other guy, Takeshi, where he's working on a car and he notices her. That's the only moment in the film where I can feel like the emotion going what of what of the thought that's going on behind the eyes of the character, and the rest of the time he's just like, um, he's just he's just insert actor to play this role, and we don't get much of a feel for the role. Bearing in mind he's been flown halfway across the world to keep him out of prison with his military father and all the rest of it. He's in a fish out of water scenario. And I don't, none of that is sold. He gets there and he's quite relaxed and he's like, so where do I sleep then? You know what I mean? And there's no, I don't ever feel any sense that the character is struggling to settle and adapt at all. Mm. So no, you I kind of get a flavour of it by him being called like Gaijin and you know being laughed at by his classmates and things like that, and then obviously he forms a bond. Um, I can't remember her name. 
Dula. That was the it. <laughs> the character's name. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah Neela, that was it. Um, obviously, because they, they are both outsiders, um, both foreigners. Um, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, when... I, I don't really get that sense. I would agree, Dave, unfortunately. I, I, I just, um, I don't know what his real accent is, but that seemed a little bit much as well. He he, he was he, he was really kind of, he, he was a bit deep south hick in the way he sounded. Um, yeah, that, but again, there's some validity that. to that because we've had leads from California and then we've had Miami, you know, somewhere in the south makes sense, I guess. You know, perhaps if they'd carried on with that, they might have done Chicago. You know what I mean? Um, but, I mean, it starts off with a set piece we'll get into in a minute. And before we really know the character, he's being sent halfway across the world to not find that too difficult the only fish out of water thing i really got was the driving that like you're in a different world in terms of what the skill set is here um he's not bad i certainly don't think my god he's really wooden or his line delivery is terrible but he's not a standard i don't know he's not ruinous in my opinion although if someone said they found him wooden i wouldn't argue because it is just a perception thing and he's not a standout and a lot of people will will find that bland and people conflate bland and wooden sometimes um but i i don't know what they saw in him perhaps i mean i I don't know it's a 16 it's an $85 million film, which is not super expensive, but we're more expensive again than the second one. You know, they're, they're, they're still going up in what they cost. Mm. Um, and this is like 14 years ago, you know, and when the budget was set longer ago than that. And, I mean, perhaps they don't want Bankable. He's meant to be playing a school kid, although he's clearly too old for that. <laughs> No, I think he was like 23 or something. He's in his 20s, I Yeah, he's about 23 filming this, I'd have thought. Uh, let's have a look. November 82, so he might even have still been 22. But I kept thinking filming. of that Stevie mm. Sveni. He just was about like, passed. hello, fellow kids. Yeah. <laughs> hello, fellow students. <laughs> I, I, to be honest, he just about passes muster to me. Just um certainly i've seen shots from the seventh film where i go yeah that, no that definitely doesn't look like a school kid anymore even though he still looks similar um so he might have been 22 maybe just about 23 filming this um i i don't know what they're seeing in him to like anchor a film to him particularly as most of the people in this film are unknowns but he's not terrible uh there's a step up in quality of filmmaking i think from last week i don't know if you'd agree with that um, that's it, really. I, for me, as a sort of opening thoughts, I, I, I think it's a bit better than last week. I think there's a bit of star power. It's a little bit like when we went from the Incredible Hulk to Iron Man two, and all that's of a sudden, step up in quality. Well, I don't know that it's a step up in quality as much as suddenly there was some star wattage, because like the screen presence of Downey, there's a bit of this in that in reverse here. In that I think this might be a more competent film than last week, but last week had like Paul Walker, who had a little bit more screen presence than anyone here. I guess yeah, the the star power would come from Sonny Chiba and Keiko. Yeah, Kitagawa. Yeah. What do you guys think, as in general terms? Enjoy. I, think it? I probably enjoyed it more than last week. 
I don't think that was um, like last week was getting on my tits. Dude, bro, dude. Bro, yeah, sorry to bro, force you to bro. watch it many times. Um, but I say this is the first time in this franchise for, for the writer um, and for the director. Um, and I think I think it's probably from this point or maybe from next week, you kind of really see him kind of make his mark on the on the series as well, which is quite interesting to go by. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would say it's probably more competently made um, than last week's film. Yeah. Um, but I no, mean, I, I think this, this yeah, you know, this is kind of more more as, as a character piece. For once, it seems that the cars take a backseat, and it's all about the relationships and the characters. Um, I think I enjoyed that aspect a lot more. Sorry, carry on. No, I was just going to make the point that, um, yeah, it is a change of writer this week. I was just going to agree with with that, but I, I was going to make another point that's actually kind of escaped me, but it was pertinent to something you just said, but it's escaped me, so carry on. Oh, no, that's it. Over to you, Chris. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's basically like, I mean, the first Fast and Furious, you know, did Point Break. Um, mm. The second Fast and Furious, don't even know what I did. But, um, the Red Shoe Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Um, but this one kind of is basically like kind of Karate Kid type thing. It's like, you know, well, you know, kid moves to a new town, uh, get knows a little bit about, about one thing and gets a bit involved and comes better at... Uh, one thing and then, and then defeats like the champion of the uh, of the of the new town he's moved into. It's that same sort of arc, um, mm. which is fine because that's that yeah that that's that's a story that you know everyone kind of like likes and gets on board with. Um, so I, in back of my head, I thought this is basically Fast and Furious, uh, you know, doing the Karate Kid, um, and. Yeah, it's it's absolutely fine. I think I do think the lead is just a bit flat. Um, something about his. It's just, I think it's just like his, his, his delivery. It just is a bit just just falls flat. Doesn't doesn't yeah. really sort of land very well. And as you said, there there's no real. Um, you get no sort of feeling of like what's going through. He just seems to be a little bit. Co- Bit, a little bit cocky, a little bit sure. A little bit cocky. Yeah, I mean, he's very cocky when he turns up. And they, they, the film, strangely enough, doesn't play that up. Mm. But he turns up and he's like, "Can the guy drive?" And he's like, "You're about, to, you're about to do something you have no skill set in, and yeah. he's like the best at." Um, and the film could have almost made him look more of a prick over that than it does. It's just something that happens. Um, there's a visual humor to him completely trashing the car. Yeah. Um, the only pun that did occur to me is obviously Han in this film is kind of um, he's a mentor figure actually yeah. he, he is a mentor figure to our main guy which made me think Obi Han Kenobi yeah. <laughs> that's very clever I like that <laughs> he is he, well I thought he's a bit of an Obi Wan and I thought well Obi Han yeah. yeah essentially he is but yeah okay so we discuss this film sequentially folks we yes. shall be able to drift while doing it. Uh, yeah, we're in... I don't think I knew where we were. I needed to look it up. I mean, you get some idea from the accent, but it's Arizona at the start of this film. Maybe that's in a screen credit. I don't remember seeing it, though, but we're in Arizona. And yeah. this guy is just, well, goofing off against another guy, basically. They have a, they end up having a race over a woman. Yeah. Oh, which I just think, like... To be honest, mm, if a woman ooh, is offering eyebrow. herself a prize in the race, she's not a prize I want. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> she's not like... You know, she's you know she's around, I'm unfortunately, like, like the trophy. Know, I mean, how's that relationship going to be afterwards, then? <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, 
I know it's like it, it is a typical sort of thing. He's sort of like you know he's he's a bit cocky. He starts talking to a girl. Um, the jealous boyfriend shows up. It's, it's, it's the jealous boyfriends in this film are ridiculous. We know younger men can be a bit jealous and over the top and possessive, but that just goes with the territory of being young and insecure. I think. But they're always really over the top. They're always ready to fight almost immediately. It's like bro and all this kind of thing, like you know, proper, yeah. proper Chad type, like that, that kind of like. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, and fun fact, it's actually uh, one of uh, Tim Tuman Taylor's kids from uh, Home Improvements. No, <laughs> really. Yeah, yeah. Is it's the, really? Yeah, it's I didn't know kid. that. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Oh, I didn't realise. That was a fun fact. Okay, I thought you meant the actor's kid in real life. No, he was in that film, uh, that program. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I never really watched Home Improvement, but I know it was extraordinarily popular at one time. Yeah. Uh, so they're bragging about each other's cars and all the rest of it, and then um, it's about the size of the engine. And he is a bit cocky because he's having a go at him about you know um, you don't really know anything about your car and all the rest of it. And mm-hmm. it just basically he drives off, and then something gets lobbed through his window. Yeah, it's a. It's a baseball and then like you know, and then the the bell and boyfriend kind of does these that as like a huge win it's like yeah i just threw a ball at your window <laughs> yeah they're always like whoa the, the the investment of the crowds in stuff that happens in these films is ridiculous yeah it's always whatever happens between two people it's always like the whole school are fascinated mm-hmm. yeah i think um I actually I thought this that. was just a little bit over the top, actually. Like, like that would be something that would be like just I got him. It's like now that's criminal damage. You you couldn't mm. just do that. But it leads into a race, doesn't it? And it it's a race over the. They end up. She becomes the prize, really. Yeah. And well, she kind of goads as well. You think like as you say, Dave. You think like, yeah. Oh, I don't what? really want her. Thanks, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, you I mean you were kind of half expecting like had had this just been a clean race that he won, he might just turn around and say, "Actually, now nah, you're all right, love." Uh, you're all right. I I, I I I just want to show him up, but you're all right. <laughs> yeah, um, the race is okay though, only in that nothing stands out as wrong, and there's a little bit of inventiveness. He ends up driving through like part of a building site and things like that. It's it's all the usual stuff: close up of gear gear levers. I've always having another gear to turn up into, mm. always being able to depress the except you know the gas pedal down a bit further. Um, so it's got some of the cliches, but it works okay. Yeah, the f- the first part of the race was all done in first gear. <laughs> yeah, it must be. You imagine just crawling along with a screaming <laughs> engine. Um, yeah, uh, it, I, it, I, I'm just thinking of like, uh, oh, what's his face? So um, he did four. Four three what four Ragnar what's his name? Oh, Taika Waititi. Yeah, Taika. Yeah, like, like, yeah that's like, imagine <laughs> directing doing that sort of gag. Them like going, oh, like sort of struggling, then cutting back, and then like literally just crawling face. I I I tell you what I thought of when I watched this because like I I thought of is it Dogma, where Jay and Silent Bob like drive a car, and the car oh, yeah. is screaming and smokes coming out of it. And it's and she says to like Jay, what gear are you in? And she's like, gears. And he's like gears. Gear. <laughs> and then when they pull over to the side of the road, and the car's fucked. He's like, I can't have ever driven a car anyway. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I think that's how a lot of like that country would respond to a gear stick. <laughs> so it's just something you vaguely pull on. I mean, some of these cars looked like automatics anyway. Um, 
But the race was all right. They kept him behind long enough that, like, you are willing him on a bit, mm. even though we we've had no character work at all. And and the, and the crashes at the end would just seem absolutely fucking brutal. They did look brutal, and it's a different environment yeah. again because it's kind of a dusty environment, but not a Californian sort of desert environment. And I don't know, it just looked a little bit different. I was all right with this as like setting us off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it ends in a, it ends in a crash, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, perfect crash. And he clips the car quite badly, and then we're at a police station, and we see his mother, who looks like total trailer trash. I don't know if that's what the film is trying to show us. It's just like she's alone, a single mum struggling with this kid that's like not really towing the line. Mm. But the, the I, I really hate talking like this, but it's the only way I can put it. The wardrobe choices they give her make her look very, very rough and down market. And I don't know if that's deliberate or not. It, it It's, again, it's just like a trope. It just sort of like, you know, it, you only sort of see her once. So you have to kind of like. She's not a character. No, she's just a. She's just insert mother here. Yeah, so yeah, you can, yeah. yeah she does kind of look a little bit. Not, I want to say rough, but I know that's a bit harsh. I know it's not an easy way to express it, but yeah, I mean, and I, I don't want to judge you, people. You don't really sort of see her again, do you? Really? It's just like, but the film, um... the film has put her in a certain wardrobe to communicate something to the audience. Yeah, and uh, and I don't know if they're trying to communicate she's poor. She's down market. I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to communicate. It's kind of meant to be that, you know, she's at her wit's end and the only thing that she can do yeah. to kind of, you know, rescue her son from the situation is to ship him off to, to her dad in Japan. So Which which happens in no time at all. I, I you know, I think you no know, the the impression I get, I think it's probably that that that's it again, it's a movie trope thing, but it's the it is the single working mother who probably works at a bar somewhere. So therefore she probably Yeah, so it's kind of maybe shorthand for that really, isn't it? She probably wears like you know, like a low cut top and, and uh and short skirt. Yeah, just I mean it gonna... wasn't sexual, it weren't like her tits were hanging out or anything. Yeah, but do you it's know what I mean? Just... I, it, I think yeah. I think that's the image you have, like you know, get But it was a bit it was a little bit brassy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so he arrives to see his dad. Some woman's leaving who we never see again. So Yeah, what's all that what, about? That was very I strange. Know, I don't know if that's implying he's in a relationship with someone we never seen again or he just shags around. We don't know. Wait, yeah, I, I, it was, it's very odd. I was like, hmm. it's, it's a bit awkward though, isn't it? Yeah, it was very awkward, is it? Just to you know, to kind of set up that, that awkwardness between, between <laughs> him and him and his dad or what? I mean, yeah, I mean, to be I fair, he could he could have told his son sort of just give me ten minutes. <laughs> Yes, yeah. yeah, so it goes 10 minutes while I finish up. Yeah. Naughty. Uh, so, what else? So, he's now in, I mean, it's now in Tokyo. This feels like it happens very quickly. We've barely yeah. been introduced to this guy. He's a bit of a hothead. He's as a car crash. He goes straight to his dad. He's immediately, Where do I sleep? Like, there's no hint of, I don't know what the time difference is, but there's no hint of jet lag or like, Where am I? This feels weird. No, he's I think they mentioned that they're a whole day ahead. But that's about it, really. So. Yeah, he's crossed the international dateline then, hasn't yeah. he? Um, so, yeah, it's probably not that far different in time. And then what? Uh, he wakes up in the morning. There is a school uniform. That's a difference from an American mm. setting, but it's not a very formal one. And then he heads off to school, where everybody except the teacher speaks English all the time. <laughs> There's only twice we'd see anything that isn't. In fact... Yeah. Uh, Sonny Chiba when he talks to Takeshi, they speak in 
they speak in uh, not the English language for a while, but that's about it. Yeah, so, I mean, there are, yeah, there are some scenes where they speak Japanese, but yeah, a lot of the time there is that kind of they speak English, and it's like, why not just speak in your native tongue, you know? <laughs> so he meets Neela. Um, where does she say she's from? She's definitely not Far East Asian. Um, it do, I, I don't know where she's. I don't know where yeah, she's from. Yeah, I don't think she admits it. She um, reveals it right away, does she? So. Uh, and he meets uh, Twinkie. <laughs> Twinkie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's his name. <laughs> I mean, did they did they hire Bow Wow? Bow wow. We, we better give him a less sensible name. I don't know. Uh, so hi, I'm Bow Wow. He's African American. He's he's like army family and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. Um, and they sort of so he's got he's got his new best friend and a potential love interest in the first couple of scenes. So I suppose at least they're telling us that quite quick. Uh. And his father has warned him not to get involved with cars. So he immediately goes and gets involved in cars. <laughs> I mean, it does feel like it's the beginning of the film again, all go because he sort of like, he, he, he goes to this new school, he starts flirting with a girl, gets in trouble with a boyfriend, he have a... It's just literally like, oh, this is exactly what we've just seen already. Yeah, we've just... It, it, it's the only film that has a remake, a foreign remake of itself within the same <laughs> film. <laughs> It's like they shot the first scene of the film and you go, I'd love to do a Far East remake of this. And they've done it within the same film. (laughs) And the guy gets right into his face. And I noticed it at the time, but then didn't notice it again until later in the film. Mm. This guy is doing Joey Tribbiani smell the fart acting. (laughs) Right? He constantly looks like he He can smell shit all the way through. And that's meant to be his intimidating face. And that implies anyone who's got any kind of a problem with somebody else immediately wears a face that is them knowing they're evil. It's, it's, it's really strange. It's kind of like he has this kind of like crossing a smirk and almost like rolling your eyes kind of look. Do you know what it's I mean? Very um, there's no range to this guy at all. He's he's wearing the same expression in most scenes. It's just look, look at me, I'm smug. Look at me, I'm smug. Look at me, I'm a bit yeah. of a twat. I'm smug. And it works. So, it, 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 it does make you want to think, oh, that's, he's a twat, that guy. Do you know what I mean? He, he do, he, you know, I mean, it, you know, it is one-dimensional, but it, it does make you want to just... Thankfully, they've gone somewhere that's got an underground racing scene. They could have sent him to the Netherlands and it could have been, just been a cycling film. <laughs> <laughs> Fast and Furious, cycling quickly. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, like uh, Amsterdam skid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, so they've all got these really kind of fucking garish, ugly cars, and we're straight into... Now, the way this film ends later on, it does seem like Drift King is actually, like, a formal title. <laughs> Your Majesty. Can this guy drive? Yeah, he's, we know him as DK. stands for Drift King. I got him confused with DP for a minute. So when they said Drift King, I was like, oh, I was imagining something way dirtier. Uh, <laughs> they have a race. Yeah. He do, but he doesn't even know what drifting is. That, that bit jarred. Because it's like, everyone's heard of drifting, haven't they? It's kind oh. of a variant of power sliding. Everyone's heard of you it. You do it in Mario Kart. Um... He was, like, <laughs> my knowledge. Drifting. 
I mean, I'll be I'll be honest, I didn't. But then again, it's not it's my not. scene. I don't. Fair enough. That that's why I asked. I mean, if I'm asking, there's a possibility one of you's going to go. No, no, I hadn't heard of it. I'm not making fun of well, anything. No, like, I, I, I suppose unless you unless you are kind of like involved in like motorsport or like especially Dave, because you're you know you're really into Formula One, aren't you? Um, but like I don't know, or if you play like driving games, um, or if you you know if you're into racing. And that yourself, you might have come across yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I've probably yeah. mean through Mario Kart on, on my account, unfortunately. There does come a point in life where you can't remember where you pick things up from. No. So it's a term I know, but like God knows where I did, you know, and it might be somewhere most people don't. I don't, don't matter anyway. But we basically get a road race. Well, we get a road race now. Most of it's around the. Well, it's not a road race, it's a car park race. Um, with a big turnout, and immediately we find out that Sean doesn't have the skill set for the format of this race. Yeah. Um, There's one really good shot in the film. It's broken up a little bit. That's probably how they ended up putting it together on the budget they had. But the way he slides up the up up ramp is actually quite impressive because he maintains a consistent angle. And I'm thinking, if there was a stuntman who did that for real, that's quite impressive. It's not the most dangerous stunt you'll ever see, but it Mm. requires precision. Um, And Sean absolutely fucks the car. And it's the one bit yeah. of the film that actually works as humour. When he finally arrives at like the scene of the winner's like joy and his car is like fucking needing a walking frame to get there. That's quite that's quite funny. Yeah. So especially when this is like meant to be like quite a prestigious car, you know, it's Han's car as well. Yeah, I was gonna say he's he's borrowed this car from Han. Um, who is in some sort of business with Takeshi, the bad guy. Um and Han is like watching Sean interested, not sexually. I don't think they don't make they don't make love. Sean makes love to himself, probably. <laughs> yeah, um, you see a lot of that in that film, do you? No, no, it's not. It's it's not actually as um, homoerotic. I suppose would be the only world word. Him and Han. Yeah, have, I would say there is less homoeroticism in this well, they, film. Well, they have a chemistry, and, and they until become Diesel friends. Shows up, then it... and they yeah, until yeah, he shows they, up. They, I'll come, we'll come on to that because the last <laughs> scene of the film I thought they were going to like yeah it's obviously inherent it Vin, Vin Diesel in the flesh must just be irresistible he must have some serious pheromones well, really um, Han and him have like the odd heart to heart and they do have a chemistry but it's not it's not shot in a way that I find it funny it's not yeah it's not the same but that might just be better filmmaker might just be that yeah so where do we go from the car being fucking ruined um Han, Han tells him don't leave Sal um right um yeah he, he, so basically the next day he comes home comes home to his dad uh he kind of sort of like where have you been you've, you've been driving and haven't you I told you you know all that kind of stuff um and then it's next next day at school he gets picked up by Han, and then he have you know, he, he he gives him a mission to pick up some money. Right from um, yeah a big sumo wrestler looking guy. Yeah, we're not that into what Han's up to. It, it, if he's been partnering up with the other guy, it's probably not super legal. But um, it's not about Han or Takeshi's plots particularly, is it? No, this film. But he's, he, he gets to bond with Han by having to work with Han because Han helped him out when he arrived. 
yeah. the only clue to Han's future is he said later on when they do have a heart to heart, he says to him, he asks where he's from or what he's what he's doing in Tokyo, and Han says something like, "You ever seen a western where they escaped to Mexico?" All the westerns. Yeah, and and he said. Um, Tokyo is my Mexico. In other words, he's running from something. But we'll he's got a mysterious back. past, which he's trying to get away from. Which, which makes me wonder, you know, how much of this did they actually think ahead? Like, did you know they were actually going to go go further on the series? But we'll get off towards we'll get there towards the end. I think yes, we'll get there. We'll talk about it. I mean, I, I think the the spoiler alert is I don't know. I think when we get there, we'll just be talking about possibilities because there's no real way of knowing. I, I tend to think, if I had to guess, that the, the character just went down well. Um, they weren't churning them out as quickly at this point. The next film's three years later. That gives you time to sort of retool it to include Han. Uh, I think he did turn out to be a bit of a fan favourite, really, didn't he? I think it was a yeah. as a result of like a sort of fan um, Unless, well, yeah, yeah, appeal, I, I, I guess. I Maybe they did know because of the last scene of the film. Let's let's talk about it then, because th- Vin Diesel's involvement gives me pause for thought. Because all these like quality franchises elsewhere hadn't really come to much by this point, and I, he was probably angling to get back in. But yeah, because the the line of dialogue is it's really kind of foreshadowing everything else. Cause it's it is like he you know, he was family, and we're like, well, you know, this this came first. That this would come from nowhere. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So where do we go from there then? So he's working for Han, uh, and then what? Han basically tre- teaches him to drift on a circuit, like a bank circuit. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he goes driving for him, and yeah, and he sort of starts teaching him how to sort of like you know he's he's trying to docks. Um, he can give him a car. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Um, and he does go on a date with. Neela, which was yeah. really odd because I, I didn't immediately twig. I thought, has she broken up with the other guy? And it's like, well, no, she hasn't really. Uh, but they, they do have a little bit of chemistry on the date. Um, but it leads to, um, yeah, she get, we get a bit of her backstory, which doesn't really bear repeating because she's just, she's just the love interest. It's not that important. Funny, you mentioned Karate Kid. Like Karate Kid Two was a bit like that. There was a love interest in that film because there needed to be a love interest in that film. It wasn't that important. I, I love it when films do that. Completely sells out love interest in the yeah. previous film. I, I, I noticed. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely referenced the second film rather than the first because the first film, it's, it's a big part of him settling in the town and stuff like that. But the second film is they go to the Far East and it's like best have a woman here that they have some chemistry with. Mm. Um, and that's a bit like this, but it does lead with uh, to Sean getting the shit kicked out of him. They went on this date. Mm. We get a bit of her backstory, which is about how she ended up with Takeshi, um, which is just a humaniser, and it's like she's almost not there by choice. Um, and after the beating up, she, she leaves Takeshi, moves in with Sean. And that's the one scene of the film that will stick with me, when he's working under the car and he notices her walking into the garage. That's actually mm. quite nicely played it's quite an understated moment so you think well no there's something there and it sells us that like they're both good guys like she's safe there they're not just as bad as Takeshi but we're on their side yeah I think we go to I think we go to the Sonny Chiba scene next we get stuff with Han and uh, Takeshi don't they they make 
obviously you get a bit about the business and they arrange like a race with his henchmen so to speak you know the one with the really crappy hair um yeah it looks it looks like a video game it, it does like, a little bit do you know what i'm on about don't you becca those sort of yeah vibes. it does yeah i kind of got that vibe it's a bit it's like i was yeah playing like a I don't know, ps2 ps3 game i guess yeah and he really overacts as well this guy is like when he's enraged he's really enraged he was beating up twinkie wasn't he something to do with twinkie yeah. selling something and like an ipod Short- yeah, it was an iPod, and Sean steps in and literally hands him his, I think, and says, don't try not to break this one. Yeah. Um, but I think that's after he beat... No, uh, no, he, he does... Um... No, I think that's before the race. Mm. But they eventually race. The accuser turn up, um, Sonny Chuba turns up to give Takeshi a hard time. I had to look up what he gave him a hard time about, though, because I watched it on a rip with no subtitles. So there's a whole scene that's a conversation where he's clearly being upbraided for something, probably something Han and Sean related. Yeah, yeah I, I had to kind of look it up. There's some, some. Obviously, I'm not no linguistic expert, but I kind of recognise some words. Yes. Um, and I've got a friend who's he was planning on going to Japan after the Olympics, but obviously probably won't be going to later in the year, maybe even next year. Well, and I was like, oh, what does this mean? Year, what does that mean? Yeah, and well, he's able to tell me. Year. So it's the next year, yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably be next year now. I think so. Um, yeah, so, um, where do we go from there? So, yeah, the, it, it's all to do with, um, he's, the Yakuza are obviously funding Takeshi yeah. somehow, and he's been embarrassed. Mis- misplaced, like, misplaced funds, basically. All, all yeah. the, the books aren't straight. Uh, it's not that important. They've, it's yeah. something to do with harness stolen from him, but it doesn't really matter, not to be honest. Uh, they go to um, they go to um, uh, confront Sean after this about it all, uh, and then it just sort of ends up in a big chase. But yeah, we have we have missed the street race with the the second in command. But it was just it is storytelling. It is yeah. to tell us Sean's getting the hang of drifting. Yeah, and he, he's fought the underboss, and the film's going to end in him at the boss level. Yeah, so it, it's pretty efficient stuff. Yeah, but we're actually yeah, getting... it does rattle along, doesn't it? I think it's, yeah. it's kind of, as you say, it's very, very efficient. Um, well, and yeah. nothing, nothing's wasted, quite frankly. I don't think so. I mean, we're quite close to the end of the film now, but there's no fat on it. No, it's, it's, it's a better told story than last week. I don't know that it's a wildly better film, but it, it is, mm. it is better told, definitely. Because uh, we're getting to, the, we're getting very, very close to the um, um, death of Han now. We're, we're, we're quite late in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hans' stuff actually happens. It always feels like it happens a lot sooner than you think it would. Yeah, because you um, think it's near the end of the film and yeah. maybe the the fine a final scene of revenge for Han and that's it. But it's a good twenty twenty five minutes from the end of the film, I think. Um, yeah, they go to confront. There's a distraction. They get away. There's a big car chase that ends up with Han being t boned mm. uh, by. A car we don't recognise. It's because they're racing down like busy streets. I think this is the one where he does the slide around the corner at a junction. Uh, Sean. So that's yeah. again storytelling. He's he's grasping. It's a great visual. The only problem is they cut away from it at one point, but the, the audience or the sort of the crowd actually sort of fan away from the car as the car's turning. As a visual, it's a little bit like where. If you look at Kill Bill 1, there's a bit where she's uh, fighting the crazy 88. And before they start, 
she slightly moves the sword and they all instinctively sway back yeah and the audience do something the crowd not audience the crowd do something a bit like that here but he's t-boned by a car we'll find out who was in that car in about three or four films time yeah, because it's, it, it's nothing a special car, is it? It's just like kind of like your average... It's just a street car. They're just driving down the street. They're all in performance cars. This is not a performance car. Uh, but he gets hit and T-boned in such a way that there's a leak of petrol. But Sean sees it. He heads towards the car, but it blows up before he can get there. Killing Han without any question whatsoever. <laughs> or oh, so we thought. <laughs> Well, dun, dun, dun. it's a major retcon. I mean, we just, he's stuck in the car, the car blows up. I mean, for fuck's sake. Uh, then what? Um, oh, it's, 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 Sean's father wants to send him home. Yeah. And this is where the storytelling is like very fast universe. Because he's, he's a schoolboy who's just got seriously uh, threatened by organized crime mm. that's ended in a death. And when his father says, I'm sending you home, it's like, let me sort this out. And his father says, yes, I will let you go up against the Yakuza. <laughs> that is mm. only, oh, that's an only in the Fast universe. Yeah. I mean, you know, from an emotional uh, perspective, it, it does kind of make sense. Oh, it makes sense in terms of this story, but yeah. this world has to be hermetically sealed for it to work. Because there's not a parent in the world with any kind of responsibility that would allow this. No, no. And I don't think there's. I don't think there are many fully grown teenagers in this world that would even argue it. I think they would either sneak off and try and do it quietly, or they would say, "Okay, I'm going." Mm. <laughs> but no, he wants to finish what he started, which is apparently to have a race. Yes. <laughs> Again, it's like someone's been killed, and it's like I'll get revenge by driving a bit faster than you. <laughs> I mean, driving a faster car. I'll, I'll get revenge by doing. Can you imagine this... if? Can, can you imagine even if by accident you killed someone, and then like the family come for revenge, and the revenge they get is to beat you at your favourite sport. <laughs> you imagine that you murder someone and you think, oh my god, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, really gonna get paid by, back for this, and your punishment is to like lose at tennis. <laughs> Just. <laughs> Um, at least in theory, it does go a bit worse than that. To be fair, um, I don't. Uh, he drives a really cool car in the last race to Ford. Uh, uh, Sean, that is, and it's this kind of. They big it up with you know you're on his territory and mm. all that, but it's kind of like this day night race around sort of some mountain hills. Again, it's a different visual, isn't it? Oh yeah, I mean they they they've been practicing on the mountain anyway, haven't they? Yeah. Um but it, it's at night and it's um, yeah it's it actually looks quite it's quite nice it's a nice sort of transition from the car park to um it's more a natural setting. Um and of course you know the the, the you know Sonny Jeep is there he's like integrating it um sort of it's it's like lose lose town that kind of thing. And it's all about honor. Yeah, and you don't quite know what the Yakuza are going to make of this after mm. the race and stuff like that as well. So, again, if you're invested in this stuff, and I'm trying, like I say, I'm trying not to like damn it with faint praise or patronize it. It's it, it's not doing that much for me, but I can see it's like being reasonably efficiently and logically told, and the action is like decent. 
None of this is transcendent. There's way better to come in this series. But, and I'm not anywhere near as interested in the characters as, say, the first film. But just from a competence perspective, it's better than what we've just watched last week. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I don't know that I want to say much more about this race. I don't know if you guys do, but it ends up in a race where I'm assuming Takeshi's killed. I, I, it's not clear. No, he's he's not. He 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 crashes, but he doesn't. Um, he's not that. Di- he's he's not died because he because his his punishment is to be sort of like sort of he has to leave town, humiliated, and yeah, dishonor, and that's that's kind of like probably you know. In terms of like of where where it's set, it's probably more of yeah. a harsher set. You know, it's like to to fail with dishonor. You know, it's like you, you choose death over that, really. Yeah. So it's like a Klingon being like you know removed from his own family line. Yeah. Yes, or the family line being dishonored. Uh, he's allowed to stay in the city, and he's now the Drift King. And I just thought oh, we're quite close to getting a fucking like coronation ceremony or something. <laughs> That's a bit cheesy, but again, it's it's a mixed audience. You know, there's going to be like young young guys watching this, and that's fine. He, he he's he's hanging out. He's 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 new sort of quote unquote champion, and um, there's someone who wants to waste him. Yeah, surprise, surprise. And, and it's it's said that like he was a, fa- a family of Han's family or something like that. Mm. And so, when yeah, he pulls up outside. He pulls alongside this car, and he, if you didn't know what you were going to see, the design of the car is kind of a clue because it's very much in sort of Dominic Toretto's wheelhouse, the sort of thing he drives. Um, it's Dom, and they give each other a, lo- a look. They look at each other just too long. It's, again, it's like it's like the end of Seven, but at the end of Seven, you've got all of these films where they like built that bond. I don't, I don't know why they look at each other for so long here. It's the one bit of the film that I'm like, is that I think it's meant to be mutual respect. I and that, and that he's on the same level as like Dominic Toretto. Well, for me, it's just like it's one. It's from the moment where they where they, where they finally sort of just went, yeah, we're we're playing at this home Ross right, you know, proper welcome, proper. Cause, like for the line, for the, for the dialogue is such as, um, sort of. I didn't I didn't know I didn't know uh, Han Han used to uh, uh, was it. Was it ride with American muscle? It's yeah. like, <laughs> and there's Vin Diesel in a wife beater looking quite muscular. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's like well, clearly he didn't know hand that well. What what what's the lots of dialogue? I can't. He, he he did when he he did when he hung hung with me or that was it. Know, yeah, it's just like, like it's just so on the fucking nose that that you know they clearly well aware of this now. <laughs> and it, it's the first mention of of Diesel giving it family, although yeah. it not him that says it but it said about him and he's obviously introduced himself that way when he's arrived in tokyo again this will be slightly retconned later as to why he's in tokyo at this point i think he's there to sort of collect han's body basically Mm. um when i went i i I finished this film and i went straight on to four no i didn't watch all of four i just watched a few minutes of it and it is like going straight on to iron man 2 and that suddenly like there's some star power there and it was like a bit of a relief, to be honest. I, again, I don't know how I'm going to respond to that film till I, I rewatch it because I said last week uh, the second film isn't the worst rated in the series; it's the second worst rated. This film is only rated one percent higher. Again, it's just the aggregator tool. I mean, for all this, I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes. That's all it is; it's an aggregator tool. And there were 
slightly more good reviews for this film than the previous one, but only slightly. Mm. The worst reviewed film in the series is the fourth. So it'll be quite interesting to get to that next week. But as for this, I was very... So what about it? But it's competent and... I'm gonna. I, I will finally give in to damning it with faint praise and stop. Stop there. I don't think there's much more to say about it. It's not a bad entry. It's not a particularly good one. I can see wholeheartedly why Lucas Black didn't really become a thing. He's certainly not a leading man. Um, but we've got the director on board finally, who's going to take this series on to better things, and those better things are not too far away now. So, um, I don't think it's the best film we've seen of the three because the cast just don't have the same presence mm. um, and that there aren't the same emotional stakes but it's probably the most competently written so far and um, it's certainly better made than the John Singleton effort and I'll probably leave it there uh, Becca? Yeah, it's a film um, Yeah, I don't know It's it kind of disappointed me a little bit because I'm um, I was, you know, as I said at the top of the, at the top of the show, it was, you know, I was all ready for this to kind of be all about like the neon and to perhaps learn a little bit about kind of like the Japanese street racing or, or like Itasha, that kind of side of the culture. It's not something I I know very much about. Um, but have I done that? No. Do I feel this film film has taught me that? No. Um, but no, as I say, it I, wears its culture so light, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah, I kind of. The, the, the films that we've seen from the series so far, I do get a set, perhaps with maybe the exception of last week's film, um, but largely um, as this, the series we have seen so far, um, it would give you the opinion that like, each film would be set like in a, a different state or in a different city, a different location, different country altogether. Um, but it's pointless I, if you don't differentiate between those cities in any meaningful way, isn't it? No, it's one of those things really. It's kind of, I think from the previous films, I, I would say that each each location is definitely a character in the film here i don't i do kind of feel like i'm sounding really stupid or if i'm missing something no i'm agreeing with um, you but i kind of i get, get a sense of you know sense of the country but i don't get a sense that, that, japan, that japan is is a really is a character in this film um but we're somewhere for, new and we've got a cast that look very different from a stereotypical mix of any american city we know hmm. But in the day-to-day details, apart from putting him in a uniform, he's living the exact same way as he would in the West. Exactly. I mean, also you've got like like Sunny Chiba and Kitagawa. I can't even say her name. Kitagawa as well. Um, um, but yeah, apart from those kind of you know scenes where they, they do mark it out as uh, as Yakuza, for example, um, he'd probably be like the, you know, the the kind of biggest star. Apart from the MC Hammer um, posters that you see at the start. Um, but apart from having you know key key actors like like those. Um, and obviously you've got a little bit of the language as well, and also about the school, where the, the teacher kind of scolds her for um, for not wearing, you know, in obviously you take off your shoes and you have to kind of wear like special like in indoor kind of type shoes yeah. or slippers. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't really get a sense of the fact that they use the location to the full advantage. Um, but that said, as I say, it's all about. I kind of feel on this occasion, it's less about the characters, less about the location, um, less about the cars, even more about the character. Um, and in this in this respect, I think that. Um, Chris Morgan and Justin and it definitely worked well to create um, obviously it's not probably the best film in the franchise um, but oh, to create yeah, a, a, I, can, I can assure you it really isn't no <laughs> it's quite like sort of every, you know a film where like there is no as you say there's no there's no fat on that bone everything mm. that you see on screen except you know really does need to be there it's kind of perfunctory um, it does it, it whizzes along at quite a pace it might be the blandest in the series overall 
Um, that's not the same as saying the most boring. It just means, e- even though it's the only one in that country, and it's one of the few that are predominantly, well, no, I suppose five is as well, but an awful lot of them are set in like the States somewhere. And this is suddenly like, or, or Europe, or something like that. Yeah. So this is... They go to London at some point. Although this is... They go to London a few times. And, um, although this is very different, it actually doesn't really stand out in that the cast are so what. We won't see most of them again except Han. So we've got a leading man we don't really care about. And, and so it's just... It's the blandest, but it is like entirely competent in what it's trying to do. Whereas last week, we were laughing at it. You know, there's nothing, there's not much to laugh at here. That last scene's sort of funny, and there's a couple of bits, and I did laugh at like dad saying, Yes, of course, you can go off and like fight organized crime by trying to drive <laughs> faster. But, but on the terms in which the film presents itself, it's doing everything pretty competently. Yeah, I think nuts and bolts. I mean, it, it, it's not shooting for the stars, but it it kind of gets its. It, it it knows what it, what it has to do and it gets it done, uh, and it makes the best of what what it's got. Um, I think that's probably the best you can say about it. Really, I mean, it's not the most ambitious film with the franchise, mm. um, but then I, I, you I, could I, skip two and three. You could. I mean, yeah. you would. The only thing was you, Han, constantly from now on will talk about the call of going back to Japan. Mm. And I, when I watched six, I didn't get the reference because I'd never seen it. So you'd wonder what that was about. And there are a couple of things you would wonder about, you know, in the seventh film, he goes to see Lucas black, you know, Sean, and that you wouldn't quite get, but actually as a through line in a story two is a very different Brian anyway. And then this is a character we're not really going to focus on Mm. again. So they are the two films that aren't wildly essential. Yeah. Two two more so, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Um but I haven't I didn't dislike this when I when I rewatched when I watched them a few years ago. I don't like this leading guy very much. I I I think a, a recast. He doesn't do anything really wrong, but like there are casting options that might have engaged me more. Um, don't ask me what they are. I don't know, but there are alternatives where I'm sure you could put someone else in that role of a similar age, and I and it might have worked better for me. But yeah, it, it's not that engaging, but it's all right. And when I first watched it a few years ago, I actively disliked it. I really disliked two and three. At this time, it was just we don't need this film anymore, and it's not that good, but there was so much wrong last week this is actually at least competence is a win at this stage but I wouldn't have come out of this film expecting much more from the franchise would you? No exactly I mean that's probably one of the reasons why I never bothered watching it in the first place because I just wasn't expecting much at all I mean I mean I'll I'll say by by Fast Five was when it actually started to seem interesting and seem like it, it could be actually be fun and not just yeah. you know cars 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 and more cars well it stops being about street racing in mm. fact it kind of it, it does next week really but but then that's because we've already been introduced to those characters it comes and obviously about family 
Well, there's a link from one to four because he's on the run at the end of one. And so on four, he, it's difficult. You know, he's still on the run sort of thing and building new crews and stuff. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm done with this film, really. I, I don't know that I, I feel any need to watch it again. I would if there was a reason. Mm. You know, if there was some tweet along going on, I'd go, yeah, why not? I'm quite happy to watch it. Don't know that I'll ever really watch it again, though. Whereas some of the Fast films, I'm quite happy to rewatch. Um Maybe that's because I'm so ill-informed, though, Chris. Well, do you think if you had more information, you would... Uh, you well, would... people always... Yeah. Well, people knock what they don't understand, I find. Well, I mean, that is true. Uh, you know, you know, we, have, we, have, we have humans have a nasty habit of doing that. Um, so would you like more information on, on this film? I think we need to challenge the frailties of human nature. Uh, by uh, by keeping an open mind and being willing to grow. Yes. So what would help you do that? Uh, somebody who's seen the film once and was pretty <laughs> half-assed about it as well. <laughs> well, that makes sense well, to me. You're in luck. Becca! You're in luck. Oh, my God. I did struggle. Yeah, well, uh, yeah I, I think, think we, we mentioned most of it as well. Kids. Go on, just give a go. Come on, this is perfunctory as bollocks anyway tonight. Just well, yeah, yeah this, this film is pretty... Like like the film, is quite perfunctory, so yeah. definitely. Yeah, fun fact number one, as I mentioned earlier, Gergog Thagot uh, is also known for playing amazing Sailor Mars in the live-action Sailor Moon movies. Um, growing up in the sort of 80s, 90s, obviously, huge love for Sailor Moon. If you can check out the anime, live-action films do. They are fabulous. Uh, she is a 90s icon. Um, fun fact number two, obviously there's the first... Fast and Furious movie not to be written by Gary Scott Thompson. Uh, fun fact number three, the song Barracuda by the 5678s. You may recognise them from Kill Bill Volume 1. Um, and, the song, and the band also appear uh, alongside Sonny Chiba, as we know from our Tarantino retrospective series. Um, fun fact number four, as we mentioned earlier, <laughs> I'm repeating myself quite a lot here. Um, Tokyo Drift is actually the sixth film in the series. Obviously, Han is introduced and dies in this film, uh, but obviously turns up in five and six and a couple of the later films as well. Um, I think in Fast Six, so you've got the post-credit scene, uh, which kind of does a bit of retconning, as, as Dave mentioned. Um, and plus, Sunkang also turns up in Justin Lin's first film, Better Luck Tomorrow, which we didn't discuss. Um, but basically, the same, even though it's not in the same timeline or maybe the same universe, it's essentially the same character. Um, and it's also obviously a riff on, on the famous Nerf Herder. Um, and also, I didn't know this, um, but Sean Zad is um, is in the navy. He's in the military. Um, apparently, he's called major, but the U- the uh, US military doesn't. Well, certainly in the navy, don't have a major rank. So yeah, a bit of a minor uh, infarction there. So that's randomly five. Not very useful facts about this film. So is that the reason why he pulls out a gun then? If he's in, probably because one of the things that struck me was the fact that you know you know in um, in Japan where you just cannot get a gun at all. I mean, I understand like sort of the accuser maybe having having them because you know they're they're gangsters. You kind of switch it more having swords perhaps or another kind of weapon. Well, yeah, not, I not mean, to sound culturally insensitive. Well, well, no, but it's, I just know, like, you know, if apparently, you know, you, you, it's damn near impossible to even own a firearm, and he just sort of randomly pulls one out as, as a as a civilian, essentially. I thought, hang on, where the fuck's that come from? 
Yeah, it could be. A, he might have acquired it illegally, or it could just be due to the fact that he's, you know, in the, in the military. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I was doing so. I've, I'm rubbish with military ranks, things like that. But yeah, apparently they didn't have major in the ranks, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, no, I did. I wondered that as well. It, it kind of it jumped out as jumped out at me as a bit of a mm, bit of a strange odd moment. Like, where the hell did you get that from? Um, where if you pulled out like a knife or a sword, or perhaps a gun, maybe has more has more urgency or has more threat to it. I don't know. Yeah. But but then again, I suppose like the dad holding a samurai sword just looked ridiculous. <laughs> that probably would, yeah, that probably would have looked a bit weird, I guess. So interesting. Well, I thought it was interesting anyway. Yeah, that was my five rubbish fun facts. Yeah, I didn't know what number you were on actually, Becca. That's why I didn't say anything. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's <laughs> I, I all right. You said them. the number. I didn't. That's why you got a long silence after me saying it. Anyway, so. Yes, that's why I didn't leap in with the uh, traditional "that's fun, folks." That's fun, folks. But no, that was fun. I was trying to whisper it as quickly as it I could. It was fun. It was Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you bloody wolfling. It really was. All right then. As for social media, you can find me at the Pasty Kid nineteen seventy six on Twitter. Hey, you can find me at Simitrox on Twitter. You can also find all the old episodes at Simitrox.co.uk. And you can find us at Expenses Talk on Twitter and also on Facebook, and also. Check us out on all the good places you would usually get your podcasts from. So Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Podbean, obviously YouTube. We're trying to add more places as we go along. Um, but should you want to get in touch with us by email, you can also email us at talk at gmail.com. Finally, we're, 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 at least next time, we're going to get to a film that actually feels like an ongoing part of a franchise. <laughs> and that they're going to try something new rather than these bizarre one-shots, which means Becca. Yes, do you expect to talk? We'll return with Fast and Furious. <laughs>